Welcome to another episode of Chat with Dan. This is your host, the one and only Dan here. Well, we have season 12 now. So, hope you like this episode. Before we start this episode, I want to thank you so much for having the chance to check check this one out. If it is your birthday, happy birthday. Keep having an amazing rest of the day or evening, depending when you are. And again, thank you so much for supporting this platform. Hope you like the amazing guests that I interviewed for this episode. I'll see you in the next one. Don't forget to leave a like, subscribe, follow, share with your friends, family, and show is about to start. See you in the next one. There you go. Perfect. So, Michaela, how are you today? I'm great, thank you. How are you, Dan? I'm doing good as well. I mean, what better way to continuing this epic evening with someone as talented as you? Know what I mean? Oh, here. I'm very humbled by that. Thanks. Epic, epic. So, before we start, I have to give you a proper welcome for someone with such a career as amazing as yours. So, uh, let me show you. Oh, wait. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Love it. Love it. Appreciate it. Super epic. Super epic. Now, so yeah, welcome to the show. As I said, it is so cool to have you here. So amazing. So starting with the whole interview now, tell me how your acting career started. Wow. Well, um, first off, as you can tell with my accent, I'm not from America originally. Um, I was born in South Africa. Um, I grew up there, spent 27 years there before I moved here. Um, my acting career started when I was a child in children's theater. Mm. I was probably eight or nine. Um, my first big, big um, theatrical production was for Harry Potter. I did, <laughs> and I refused to audition for any of the, the female parts. I only wanted to audition for Hagrid. I loved him. He was cool. He was the big guy. Okay, that yeah. Was, so he was, he was really aces in my book. Um, and I got the part. They ended up building me this giant costume that I'd have to get strapped into. And at intermission, I'd throw up because I was so hot. <laughs> um, but I fell in love with I fell in love, with, I fell in love with the art form then. Um, and then, when I was 20 years old, um, I was uh, in med school and I couldn't afford textbooks. It was quite expensive, so I thought that I would go for like a modeling audition or for like an advertisement, whatever, because I knew it was good money. Yeah. And instead, I ended up landing. Um, a lead role on my country's and one of Africa's most watched daily dramas and I did that for three years um, which made me a household name in South Africa and throughout Africa um, and then I, I did a bunch of different live entertainment shows I was the anchor for our version of CNN um, okay. 20, 2018 before I came here um, and then when I got here, I, I came here because I was asked to act as the lead in my first American feature film called Echoes of Violence, which is the oh. story that sort of follows um, the dangers of immigration and the things that can happen if you go with the wrong people and how, how immigrants and marginalized individuals are objectified and taken advantage of and it's this girl who gets, who manages to break away from it and seeks mm -hmm. revenge. Um, that was really cool. I loved shooting that. It was released this year. I, not this year, last year. Gosh, I'm still trying to get my head right. Um, and I've shot a couple of other things since then, and I've got some more stuff coming up. So that's kind of the 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 way that I got into it. And I love I love working in the United States as a performer. In Los Angeles specifically, it's it's a serious 
a serious art form. It's a serious business and industry. Um, it's protected. There are unions. It's you know, Africa is an incredible space and has so many talented, remarkable individuals. But the infrastructure isn't there yet. So yeah. we we'll have to build towards getting to being like this. Um, and this was the next journey. This was the next adventure, and I'm I'm loving it. I love that. That is so amazing. Such a quick journey, by the way. Thank you. It's been it's as you say epic. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. And you know, you're actually the second. Yeah, you're the second. Yeah, you're the second South African actress that I interviewed, by the way. Oh wow! Look at yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. The first one is for the first one. Her name is Amy. Amy Letcher. Not familiar with Amy. Um, not familiar, but girl, you get it. I'm I'm proud proud to. Part of yeah, team. yeah. Shout shout out to her if she's watching this. Huge shout out to her at some point. Uh, hey. Actually, the episodes are on the yeah are, are are here on Instagram and also on YouTube and Spotify. Not me, so you can check it later. But that is so cool. That is so cool. And the fact that you move, yeah, like moving away from your home to a totally new country, totally away from family, it is tough, right? It, it is challenging. But the fact that you have making it happen, that's so cool. You know what? I cannot take all the credit. Um, I feel as though God has been with me every step of the journey. Mm. Uh, I'm a very faithful person. And, and I mean, by the grace of God, I'm here and I'm alive and I'm I'm now well. I just came out of COVID. That was interesting, doing that alone, tripping my face off every day. Um, yeah, it's been, it's, I love adventure though. I'm that guy. I, I, my mom is the same. I'm definitely her daughter. I want to hop on a plane and go somewhere new and experience something different and go on adventures and live life, not be afraid. You know, there is a lot of reward with risk if you do. Totally. <laughs> totally. And what were some of the challenges that that you had when you originally started with your acting career? Well, I mean, I was completely green. I had no formal training. Um, mm. I had never been on a set, and I was. Quite literally, I was told, "Hey, listen, you've got this role." I didn't even know what it meant. I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, you know, I can do, I can study, and I can act. Fine." I didn't realize that I'd be on set from like 5 a.m. in the morning until 6 p.m. at night, five to six days a week. Um, so very quickly, I had to choose one. And from the moment that I stepped on set, the lights, the smell, the people, the energy—I felt mm. like I couldn't, I couldn't, I could not get away from it. Um, And it was a challenge because I had no training. There was something natural that came, which I'm blessed to have, but it scared me because I was like, "Well, uh, how yeah. can I rely on something that I don't fully understand?" You know. I so then I, what I did was, I just threw myself into it. I worked mm. every single day. I learned as much as I could. I watched people. I listened. But like, very thankfully, I take direction very well because. Of the way that I entered the industry, yeah. I knew learn and listen and do what they, you know, try to deliver what they were asking of me. So um, now it's made me a, a, a very versatile performer because I'm able to take direction like this and adjust. Um, and I've I've grown in confidence and I bring my own stuff to the table now too. But I needed to earn that respect and earn that know-how. Um, so ultimately, I went and studied uh, uh, advanced performance technique for two years while acting so that I had the theoretical foundation as well as natural ability. Mm. Okay. Okay. Wow. That is so cool here. Now, 
I was checking here on the comments actually, and there was from I am China saying, Woohoo, our South African girl, Michaela was representing. That is so cool. And you know what? I need to give you an epic shout out to all, all of you South, South African actors here. So, I think I just. <laughs> I, think, I think Shane is my girl. Um, we actually, we, we spent, if it's a Shane I'm thinking of, hello, I love you. Um, she was with me very recently. Um, she and her lovely, lovely man came to visit me in Los Angeles. They're based in Miami. Um, we grew up together, kind of. I mean, she made me right when I was starting out in the industry. Mm. She's a wonderful, very dynamic human being. So thank you for watching. Love Appreciate it. Love it. I love it. So then in 2019, you were in Aiken. You played as Mila. As Mila. Uh, what can you tell me about your character, but also how you usually prepare a character? Now we understand, of course, that depends on the whole, uh, depends on the role. But like, what usually sets you up? You know, what usually gets like creativity go in order to create a create uh, uh, a character here? It's such an interesting thing, the process. Mm. It's different in every single person, um, and every single actor brings brings their own take and their own approach to to preparing for a character, preparing for, you know storytelling because that's what we're doing um and it's very important i think as a person to realize that person in my opinion you're not becoming someone new mm. you're finding yourself in that person okay we all have light we all have dark we all have good we all have bad it's about being able to look at a scenario and placing yourself in it as yourself and mm. then uh, how would i respond and then if my history was this how would that influence the way that I speak, the way that I move, the way that I interact with other people? The second you start putting yourself into something, it becomes relatable. Mm -hmm. You need to be a completely different human. It's not going to be believable. You're going to overwhelm yourself and you're not going to honor that story. We're given a very, a very big responsibility and it's a privilege at the same time, telling other people's stories. A lot of the time, and this is the dream for most actors, you want to do critically acclaimed dramatic work. Yeah. You, all the hard stories. You want to go to the places that people don't want to look at. Because there is somebody out there, there are many somebodies that are going through this in real life. Mm. You become a bridge. If you're able to tell their story with integrity, you're able to tell their story in a way that makes them feel less alone, you've done a service. You've honored that. So that's, it, I take it very, very seriously, no matter how lighthearted the story is. Yeah. I want it, I want it to feel honest. That's, that's the most important thing you can do as a performer, to, to tell the truth. That's totally, what we're, totally. We're trying to tell the truth in imaginary circumstances. So it sounds nuts, um, but it's, it's a beautiful process and it teaches you such humility and this wonderful ability to relate to other people, put yeah. yourself in their shoes. You never judge, you, you just kind of see people in a different way, which is yeah. wonderful. And the character Mila in Agent, Agent is a 13-part Netflix series. Um, it's to do with the world of soccer or football. Um, and one agent who manages a team. And um, I come into his life, I, I suppose we grew up together, this agent. Um, but my, my character's playing an actor, which is, <laughs> it's very hard to act acting yeah. um, and she's begging him to represent her even although he only represents sports people she's like listen you know me better than anyone else be my representative and I was lucky I had the opportunity to um, use my voice and influence her story because I was very good friends with the creator 
and this was before the Me Too movement had become a thing. And I had been on a project just before Agent where I had had quite a few Me Too moments and I was very, mm. gosh, it really shook me, but I, I didn't, I didn't feel, I didn't feel broken or weak or abused. I wanted to tell that story. I wanted yeah. to name the demon. I didn't want to live in the shadows. I wanted to put it out there. And, you know, as luck would have it, I was given an opportunity to do just that. And that's sort of, that's the arc of this character. And it was very empowering. Nobody was speaking about what happens behind closed doors um, it, on the casting couch or when you're being directed. Uh, unfortunately, and this happens both to men and women. It's not, it's not a, a one-way street. Um, mm even more difficult for men to speak out about being victimized, being harassed, um, because there's a stigma attached to it, and there should absolutely not be. Glorious um, yeah. is, we are given, we're given a platform to speak out about things in a way that other people can hear, um, and that's what I did, and I'm, I'm very humbled to have done so. I love it. And that is so inspiring, by the way. That is so cool, and yeah, I do believe that, that things like that, they don't deserve the chance to be hidden you know what i mean they should they should get the chance to get spoken and and i mean of course for some people it takes uh, it takes time in order to kind of uh, release that you know to kind of uh, get get out that, that thing that we're carrying in order to speak it so that is really cool the fact that you that you did yeah thank you i, I was very humbled to do so um, yeah, yeah. wow wow so then in tw well last year you were in uh, Echoes of Violence, It's Not You, It's Me, uh, Lead, The Way, The Relay. So what can you tell me a little bit about these projects? Well, um, <clears throat> some of them are already out. Um, Echoes of Violence, like I mentioned earlier, it's an incredible story about an immigrant girl played by me who comes to America, trusts a corrupt lawyer who's self, who essentially takes her paperwork and forces her into sex slavery which is a real thing there's a lot of human trafficking that happens throughout the world and indeed oh. every major port so this is something that needs to be spoken about people have just disappeared and it's about her struggle and fight to get out of that that sex ring and get get um vengeance and help liberate the other girls that are trapped um it was an ex it was an extraordinary story it's one of my favorite things that i've ever done I did all my own stunts, lots of gun work. It was sort of like, it almost, it almost felt a bit Kill Bill-esque to me because it was a okay. girl, you know, hunting down the people who had wronged her and trying to help others in the process. Mm. Uh, it was great. I had such a fun time. I had the kicked out of me. <laughs> um, I loved it. And I worked with the most extraordinary people. Everyone was so committed. It was a small project that, that garnered a lot of attention and has I mean, the end product is beautiful. It is available on Netflix. Is it Netflix or Amazon Prime? I think it's either Netflix or Amazon Prime. Okay. Prime. Um, and it's gorgeous, man. I it, the, just from from the directing side, Nicholas Woods, um, to the cinematography courtesy of Ben Olsen, just gorgeous. Um, I'm so proud to be a part of that team. Uh, Chase Cargill and Heston Horwin were my my other. Uh, opposite leads they were phenomenal to just be a, be around let alone working with um it was such a treat to start off my career in america with that project um after that i did 
Um, it's not you, it's me. I believe that's out as well. That's a fun rom-com comedy um, about this this kind of dweeby guy mm. that nobody can believe has all these hot girls that has, has dated him in the past. But he's, he never commits. He always messes it up. He doesn't understand why. And he doesn't realize, and I'm his best friend, and, you know, I'm, go, I'm going through this, this process with him all along. He doesn't realize that the person that he really loves being my character is right in front of him all along. So it's fun. It was <laughs> that was a fun one to, to play around with. I think that's also Amazon. And then Lead the Way is actually in its final stages of being uh, distributed or uh, it's available to the public. That's also, um, it's sort of like a political thriller slash sort of fantasy-esque. Because okay, it's, okay. It's set, well, science fantasy. It's set in a dystopian future, somewhere in the future. Um, it's a story of a very unlikely person getting a lot of support and just about becoming president. Mm. Uh, somebody that is, that would classically never be considered somebody that is on the spectrum somebody that has audiovisual issues um and i i play a villain in that which is fun i'm sort of the manipulative ex-girlfriend who now that he's well in life is trying to trying to uh, blackmail him into giving her a better position paying her mm. and that was a lot of fun i got to scream, shout and and get my devil on so that was fun i love it i love it now besides acting you also do modeling Tell me how your modeling career started. <laughs> um, gosh, I haven't done professional modeling that's paid for a long time. Um, my modeling career started because, I mean, my mother was a model, be a ramp model, and she would work all over the world. Um, she begged me not to do it. But again, I was at university and, and I was just trying to get some extra cash. Totally, totally. And I mean, I, I have a lot of respect for people who in one picture, and I mean, I work in the moving pictures and motion pictures. In one picture, you're able to tell a story. That's a that's a very hard thing to do. Um, I personally like food quite a lot. So I, I don't think I'll ever make the modern size. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I suppose it was, it was kind of in the blood. Um, my sister's also an exquisite mom. Um, I'm super proud of her. Um, but yeah, I think I'm going to probably get back into it now because of expertise that I'm just not using. Um, I actually do quite a lot of hand modeling. I've got these long, scary skeleton fingers. Um, so before they start looking old and, and wrinkly, I need, a, oh, yeah. I, need, I need to use them. Um, yeah, because there's a huge industry here for it. Back in South Africa, there is a, definitely an industry for it. However, uh, it's the work is kind of, it's not as well paying and it's not as frequent. So I might do it again. I'm, I'm toying. There you go. Love it. And out of the places that you have been for uh, for a photo shoot, which one do you enjoy the most? Ooh. Well, I mean, gosh, I've done some beautiful shoots here in Santa Monica. Um, holy mackerel. I was not ready for how cold that water is. Holy shit. Um, but that was a lot of fun. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I've done shoots in Africa. I've done shoots essentially American people on the park. So out in the bush and that's gorgeous i mean yeah. there's nothing that there's nothing like it there's nothing like it in the world They're surrounded by the dry grass and giraffes off in the distance and you, you, you this it's it's a special part of the heart and everything i i care about and grew up around 
that's definitely special. Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. And tell me, like, what do you like back then after a photo shoot? What we, what we usually do? You know, if I uh, is there like any activity you you always you always did after or? Yeah, it's usually it's usually go order a pizza or get a get a hamburger. <laughs> you know, that's so interesting. That that that, that 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 gets my attention a lot because from all of the models that I interview, they always say the same thing that after a photo shoot they need to go for a pizza or chicken nuggets or a hamburger. <laughs> you know, like something like that. But I wonder like why. Well, there's, it's twofold. One, um, you try to not, you try to eat as like very clean leading up to a shoot. Um, it just you look better on camera. You try to get enough sleep. It's hard with makeup, and this goes for both um, photographic work and filmic work. Okay. I always try to get enough sleep the night before, which never mm -hmm. happens. Dry because it's really hard for the fo the makeup artist to cover dark circles and puffiness. Yeah. Um, Don't get sunburned. Don't get suntanned. Just try to keep as as neutral as possible, mm. and you try to eat very healthily so that you look your best and you feel your best. Um, I also find that if I eat a big meal before shooting, whether it's television or photographic work, I am sleepy. I get tired, so I try to like not overdo it because I I just want to take a little nap. Um, and then as a reward I, afterwards, you kind of go and you you pig out on something. Something mm -hmm. a little naughty, so that's yeah. That's probably my my ritual, I suppose. Okay. Okay. So basically, eating something junky it is like a gift, you know. It's like I deserve it. I after yeah. all this, I need to spoil myself. Am I right? I mean, now if you develop a zit or like you're feeling bloated or uncomfortable, you get tired. You don't have to worry about somebody else fixing fixing it for you. You know, mm -hmm. it's. Mm -hmm. I suppose it's a form of respect. You try to make other people's jobs easier, and you try to make deliver the best version of yourself i never think you should see food as a reward or a punishment that's a negative relationship um i think what i'm the way that i view it is i'm going to do my very best to deliver the best of myself the health okay. so that i make so that i honor what these people are looking for from me and i mm -hmm. make jobs a little bit easier and then at the end of it when nobody else is relying on me then i'll pick up because then if i get a zit on my chin or if i'm Yeah. Falling asleep, it doesn't affect anyone other than me. Okay. Okay. Now, if you could describe your career at the moment on a movie, TV show, book, or even a play, why not? What would be the title of it? Give him hell. Okay. And would it be a movie, or what would it be? Gosh, I mean, ooh. I I would like to think that it was a movie. Um. I, I write as well. Um, I've got a couple of things that I'm busy writing the outlines for before diving into uh, properly. Mm. Um, if I mean the title, give him hell. I've been told that I that I would not succeed. I've been told that I wasn't right. That I I wouldn't make it. I've been told no my whole life, and I have loved it because I've been. It's a challenge, and I've never I've never not done what I've set out to do. So for every time I'm told no, I I give him hell, man. There you go. There you go. Now, now that, now that you mentioned writing, tell me like where does your inspiration for write for writing comes from? It's very weird. Uh, I think every, everyone's different, but I'm fascinated by different cultures. I'm fascinated by um, the weird microcosms that exist in everyday life. Um, 
with the abnormal, the bizarre, the macabre. And I've seen, like, just coming to America, I, there are there are these weird things that I had never experienced before, just cultural identity stuff, industry mm. that I'd never been a part of, that are begging to be spoken about. There, so I, I get my inspiration as much from life and living and just looking around and looking and and meeting people. I love meeting. I'm a I'm a crazy person. People in LA, LA are always a little freaked out by me because I'm so excited to meet new people. I'll go right up to a stranger and start chatting and give them a hug, and they're like, "Ah, don't take my money." <laughs> uh, and that you know, I get inspiration from every person I meet and every place I visit. Um, mm. And I also have a very overactive imagination. I can just be staring <clears throat> out of a window and suddenly I'll, I'll just find, you know, I just make, I've always enjoyed making things up. I love science fiction and science fantasy. Yeah, okay. That's, those are, those are two bedfellows of mine for sure. Okay. Now, if you could describe your career again, but this time on a drink, which one would you choose? Ooh-wee, ah, let's see. A spicy, skinny margarita. I would say that is, oof, man. There have been very, very wonderful highs and very profound lows. Mm. Uh, I have to speak very honestly and lovingly about tequila. We don't have access to the incredible variety mm -hmm. that we do here in LA, being so close to Mexico and Oaxaca. Um, so I just assumed that it was like Jose Cuervo, silver. And or I don't, not for me. But then I came here and my mind and my world was kind of like, whoo. Can you hear me? Because I can hear you. Yeah. I can go. hear you. Um, tequila for me is special because it's so closely linked to a culture and history. Okay. And every single brand, every family has lovingly crafted the spirit over generations there is commitment and artistry and there's a story behind everything so that's probably why i would go with a tequila based drink because i'm fascinated by it and i'm so humbled to partake of a culture through a drink okay. uh, spicy because i'm i'm a little firecracker man i try to be you gotta you gotta have some sass to make it totally. make it in this industry yeah, um, i believe that and skinny because it, it's good i i think i need uh yeah um, there's diabetes in the family. I think it's only responsible that I make it. <laughs> that I make it. Fair enough. That's so. <laughs> that's funny. And like my like my last question here is, like, what motivates you? You know, we all have those days in which we just feel terrible. We don't know what we're doing. We just yeah, we just we just want to quit. You know, we just want to stop doing what we do and try to do something else. So, what gets you out of all of those toxic thoughts and just continue moving with your passion here, with your career? Thank you for asking this question. I think it's such an important, important question, given what the world has gone through in the last two years. Yeah. It's very hard. It's. I mean, people, people have lost people. I've lost people. Um, people are separated from their loved ones. It's terrifying and it's depressing. So motivation, I think first off, we all need to be a little kinder to ourselves. Stop giving ourselves so much shit. Excuse my French. Um, for not being where we want to be in life. This is a new world that we're operating in. Yeah. Gentle with yourself. Um, but what inspires me, what motivates me every second of every minute of every day is my family. 
I'm here trying to honor them and try to make a better, safer tomorrow possible for them. It is mm. my honor. And it's not an uncommon thing as an oldest child in my culture to fly that flag and to to fight for your family. We all fight for um, And it's, you know, this. it's hard. Um, this industry is not easy. It's not welcoming to outsiders. It, you have to you have to make opportunity you have to fight every single day but the most important thing I think is always find joy in the fight the minute it becomes it becomes abusive or painful and just painful and there's no more light or joy in it you gotta step away as long as you're finding joy in one mo mo moment of the day was whatever you're fighting for whatever you're pursuing it's still worth it and you know I'm <laughs> I'm pretty hard to kill, Touchwood. I've had many near-death experiences, but a higher power God has always brought me back because there is something I have to do. I've got work to do. And it's I know that that work exists in the industry of telling stories. So I'm not going to give up. I'm there you gonna, go. I'm not going to give up. Wow, Michaela, that is... That was... That's amazing. I mean, your whole career here is amazing. I mean, the, the, the fact that you have been... Yeah, that you have done so many things here, and you got, and you have been, like, as 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 I was mentioned before, the move the, to to come from South Africa to come to the U.S. now, starting your career here, building into into new things here and there, and the fact that you're making it happen, that is inspirational. No? Also, the fact that you, as you mentioned before, that you had a very awkward experience and you managed to speak it out as well, that is super inspiring. And I and I and I do believe there's a lot of people who get inspired by you or they see you as an inspiration because the fact that you are doing what you want because you love it you know as simple as my, as for some people might be it takes like a lot of courage and you're doing it and that is super impressive hey listen i want to thank you for giving a voice to artists of all kinds it's very rare for us to speak so candidly about what drives us and what the challenges yeah. are um so thank you dan you're doing a wonderful service i see my dad is <laughs> my dad just joined Um, why am I wearing a hat, Dad? Because my hair is right now. It's not cooperating. I tried everything. Don't throw me some shade now. <laughs> thank you so much, Dad. You're wonderful. I really appreciate this, and I love fun. Yeah. Also, want to thank those for watching. I mean, thank you so much for watching this. Also, if you're watching this later on Instagram, thank you so much. If you are listening it later, I mean, if you're watching it also on YouTube later or listening on Spotify and Apple Music, make sure that you follow Michaela now in all of social media. I mean, if you already do, that's perfect. So now what you're going to have to do is to leave a million likes. I mean, let's make sure everybody knows about about Michaela right now. Let's make trendy hashtag Team Michaela, like oh. right now. And, uh, and 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 again, Michaela, thank you so, so much. You're such a, it's such an honor, such a humble experience to be with someone as talented uh, and as amazing and with such a journey as uh, as yourself here. And um, before I send you off, you know what is coming. I need to send you off properly again, so... Thank you. Oh, I need. I think I need it. I need you as my personal hype man. Yeah, yeah, really Lifted me up. Also, hi, mom. I love you. She's also. She's also there. Thank you, family, for watching. Thank you, everyone, for watching. Thank you, Dan. Be well. Stay strong. And I'll see you soon. Hopefully. That was a good plan. Stay safe. Okay. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Peace. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>